The vicious voices of the right are out in full force, and it's time for us to get up and organize against the heartless attacks on our civil rights. Start your morning diving into the headlines and issues that matter to our everyday lives, speaking with changemakers and hearing from you, our listeners. Hear your host, Zerlina Maxwell, break down the top news, push for solutions from officials who represent us, and call out the misinformation and hypocrisy that surrounds us, plus the engaging stories that keep you energized. Get your morning boost of politics, culture, and everything you need to start your day. It's always darkest before the dawn, but the dawn is here. Shining a light on the ruthless forces across the aisle and rising for a brighter future for all of us. This is Mornings with Zerlina. Welcome to Mornings with Zerlina. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. Joining us is our favorite guest, um, certainly mine, is my dad. Professor Eugene Maxwell is here today to talk through BA5, dad, the new subvariant circulating that's now dominant in the United States. I wish we could talk about basketball, dad. You know what I mean? Like one day you're just going to come on on a Friday and we're going to talk about the Nets or whatever and what's going on with um, KD and Kyrie. But um, we can't do that because we're not following the directions um, in COVID. And we are, I think, officially, I mean, I've been saying we were sort of in a plateau assert like we we didn't go up to omicron levels but the numbers sort of plateaued out at a pretty high rate of infection and just stayed there Mm -hmm. and now we're ticking back up because officially as of this week ba5 beat out ba4 Mm -hmm. even ba5 is now the dominant variant in the united states 65 percent of cases right now of covid are of ba5 what do we know about Mm ba5 it sounds different than some of the other ones like you don't, it's not like a sore throat at first. You get, like, people are losing their mm-hmm. smell, their sense of smell again. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's behaving a little bit differently. What do we know about it? Well, you know, it seems like all of these variants have a little, um, maybe a subtle difference uh, as, as to how they uh, transmit, how, how they affect uh, uh, the people that they infect. Uh, so, all of these, like you know, slight changes, whether it be in the in the spike or or other parts of the uh, genetic makeup of the virus, seem to make it a little bit different. But overall, overall, you know, the virus um, it really is it's the same. You know what I'm saying? Uh, whether or not uh, one of the um, one of the things that it, it affects more than another, uh, but for the most part, it's the same virus that is just changing uh, just to make itself uh, more transmissible, more infectious, uh, maybe um, evade our immune systems, whether it be by vaccination or uh, natural immunity. I mean, the, this virus, again, um, I say in, in the history books and when scientists have an opportunity to really go back and look at this virus, it's going to be, um, you know, very, very interesting as to how this virus, uh, you know, does its thing. It's, 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 it's extremely, uh, I think, I think it's frustrating for a lot of scientists, but yet and still, I think there was an anticipation of a virus like this coming down, mm. down the road. You know, so, you know, go ahead, I'm I'm just saying. No, to that point, though, just to sort of um, add a a follow-up point, 
I mean, when you say that it, it's more um, contagious, I mean, one of the, and, and, and reinfection um, is a big problem with BA5 specifically, you mentioned um, the ability of the virus, the mutations um, in, you know, improving the ability of the virus to evade natural immunity. So what that means is that if you've had COVID, right, like, so I'm assuming you're vaccinated, I hope, because I say it every day on the show, um, or did before. Um, now I just say, put your mask up. Um, but, you know, people, I, I've even talked to people who've had COVID and they're like, well, you know, I've got COVID. So now I'm like, you know, I have that natural immunity and I can go out here and just be, my, you know, live my life. Um, but talk about why BA5 completely destroys that assumption for people who've already had COVID. Well- you know what, I think, um, you know, our immune system is very complex as well. So what happens is we have, um, rather than getting in the weeds, there is a way in which our immunity is able to remember certain things that we come in contact with, you know, uh, whether, you know, uh, you know, it's a virus or a bacteria or whatever it may be, our, our bodies, our immune systems have a memory. And so what, uh, you know, if we come in contact uh, with that, that same kind of quote unquote antigen or whatever it may be, our body then in turn is able to mount an immune response to it. Well, you know, this virus has an, an ability, all right, to reinfect us because it, I don't know if it's our immune system is, is not, uh, you know, how can I say, is not aware of it or uh, it's not uh, as quick oh, to- Oh, I saw the word stealth in a lot of articles yeah. this week about yeah. BA5. Yeah, so you you know, it could, it could be, you could be infected and our body's immune system is not as quick to mount an immune response. So guess what? You're, you become infected again. Uh, it could be that the virus is a little bit different uh, so you could be uh, infected with, uh, you know, various variants, different variants, which are a little bit different. So then your immune system, it doesn't really, quote unquote, recognize the, the quote, uh, variant that you've been infected with. So there are a lot of things that this virus does that are, I, I don't, are, that are unusual, that are kind of different than other viruses that we may have, you know, come in contact with you know, growing up, such as, say, right. measles or chicken Right. Or I was like reading, that. Dad, and I think we you, we, you sent me this article. I sent it to you, one or the other. Um, <laughs> we're always talking. Um, but one of the things I was reading about was um, basically, like, the it, it's closer to what you see with cold viruses versus mm-hmm. flu, like yeah. the flu, right? Which is why, like, with the flu, you can have an annual shot where they kind of, like, predict, as you say, like, which yeah. influenza strains are circulating, and they put it into a shot, and they give it to us. Um, you know, with the cold viruses, they're constantly they're constantly mutating all the time. And so the what basically what I was reading is, like, it's closer to that, but obviously coronavirus is so much more serious than the you know any of the cold viruses um that we you know we have circulating at any given time because of a number of reasons not just the the fact that you can die from the actual initial infection but because of the long-term consequences and that's my next question which is we've talked a lot about the show on the show about long covid and long-haul symptoms 
But one of the other pieces of the reinfection conversation is that all of the studies that I'm reading about um, re- that I've read about recently are saying that your chances of getting long-term symptoms. So say you had your COVID and it was fine and you feel fine. Um, if you are reinfected, each reinfection increases your chances of getting those long, long COVID symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting. I, I, you know, like you and I both uh, read various studies. You know, one of the studies I've read is that people with long-haul COVID symptoms or long-haul COVID seem to even have, uh, you know, quote-unquote antigen uh, floating around in their bodies for, you know, say 10, 12 months. Uh, So there is a possibility of, you know, the virus lingering um, in your body for a very long period of time. So, uh, I mean, I, I... We've talked about it for many years. I mean, long haul COVID is the type of thing where I think eventually it's going to really, really overwhelm our healthcare system. Um, It's been something that we talked about. The other thing I'm very uh, concerned about right now is the basically uh, people are underreporting, meaning if they've been infected or if they've been infected multiple times, they're not reporting, okay, I've been infected. So you get, we're getting, um, we're kind of at a nexus, we're kind of at a crossroads where people are under-reporting, where, you know, people are having long COVID symptoms, uh, people are traveling much more. So I think what, uh, you know, and it's something that we talked about before, you know, it's the possibility of these variants being um, uh, being able to, uh, you know, develop and, and, and start to in, infect populations and reinfect populations. That is a, a very strong possibility, uh, much more than, uh, say, if we had people who really listened and, and followed the science. <laughs> I mean, variant creation, isn't that in our control? I mean, obviously, we, we can't control what the virus does, but we can control the virus's ability to continue to mutate and, you know, create all of these variants. And at this point, we're at subvariants of subvariants. I mean, like, we're, we're, we, I don't know at the beginning of this, when they first started naming the variants after, um, you know, the Greek alphabet, if that we were going to be in decimal points. Like, I wasn't that... We're in, we're talking, we're BA5 is a sub sub variant of Omicron. Like we are, we're in a, we're in a territory that even, you know, even Michael Osterholm was like, yo, this is like, this virus is wild. You know, we're talking about sub variants and sub variants. It just keeps mutating itself to figure out um, different ways to just spread. That's its goal. And it's doing that in a way that you've really, really no other virus scientists have seen has has behaved in exactly we've never never seen this before well you you know again you have a you know when we're talking about the greek alphabet and all of that stuff basically you know you're talking about a language of you know amino acids of genetic uh information and any of these small changes and when i'm saying small changes it could be an amino acid here or or something there and it just, just changes the, the whole dynamic of the virus and that basically your body and your immune system no longer can uh, detect it or recognize it as a as a foreign uh, agent so you know it's it's 
it, again, like I said in the beginning of our conversation, when scientists really kind of uh, get an opportunity, see, because we're still playing catch up and, and we're not, uh, we've not gotten ahead of, everybody thought we were ahead uh, of the virus, but we're not, we're still playing catch up. Uh, so when scientists have the ability and the opportunity to go ahead and look back as to uh, what this virus is, how it develops, how it changes, all of those things, it's going to be tremendously interesting. But I just, uh, you know, I'm fascinated as a, as a scientist, as a microbiology uh, biologist uh, to see uh, all of, uh, you know, the changes that this virus uh, not only goes through, but how it adapts and how it changes, how it can be, uh, how it can reinfect people. It's, it's actually, as a scientist, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating in, you know, in theory, like, is it, you know, from, from a distance, like, I'm like, this is sort of cool. I mean, it's cool to talk to you every Friday about all of the science stuff, stuff that I didn't understand when I was in biology class, but now, um, I felt like I should have been paying more attention because who knew this was going to become so relevant um, to our ability to continue living. Um, but yeah. but one of the things I think, you know, a lot about is like, while the science piece is cool, the, you know, the real world consequences and the devastation, as you said, not just of the long COVID mass disabling event that is taking place, but also people are still dying every day of COVID. I mean, a couple hundred people die every day of COVID-19. That is still happening every single day. And people are just out here. So that's actually where I want to go next, which is, you know, we just went through the July 4th holiday last yeah. week. Um, and, you know, I traveled to see you and traveled back um, and was absolutely terrified the entire way um, because of COVID-19. Um, and in a lot of ways, I felt like an anomaly out in the public um, because I was like the only one masked or one of like two people in any given place masked. Um, people are out there at conferences, conventions. Uh, parties, gathering, weddings, it's summer, it's July, camp. Um, how are we yeah. going to, how are we going to get ahead of the virus dad? If we continue to just like go from surge to surge to surge. And this time we didn't even go down. We just plateaued at like a middle point. And now we're going back up. Yeah. It's, it's again, like I say, I mean, the cavalier attitude of, People, I do see a, a a slight increase in people starting uh, wearing their mask again. Uh, um, I do see where there are certain areas. I believe I think I read in LA County where there was a basically an uptick in cases. So they're talking about putting um, back in the mask mandate. Um, I, I haven't taken my mask off if I'm in a public setting. I just still think it's a very important uh, to wear. Um, but, you know, I've had, uh, I've had several friends who had not been infected with COVID, yeah. um, you know, did some traveling and, um, you know, a neighbor who did some traveling and, and were in airports and ended up getting COVID. So it seems like, Wait, which neighbor? you know, <laughs> I'm like, which, which neighbor? Just up the street, up oh, the, okay. you know, up the street. Um, but he and his wife, and, and they're, you know, they're elderly people. Um, you know, they had traveled, did some international traveling, and, you know, sure enough, you know, they did not even get back to the United States uh, before they got it, uh, 
they were infected with COVID. So it's, it's the type of thing where um, you need to be very smart in how you travel, make sure you're, you know, and this is so important. I see a lot of people still wearing cloth or, uh, you know, the surgical type masks, which uh, don't really do anything. Um, you know, they think they're protected and they're really not. You really need the proper kind of uh, uh, mask. Okay, so Dad, explain, explain why. Because the mask, if K, when it has the 90 after the title, so KN94, KN95, and N95, the reason why it's made of a different material, right? The material itself is yeah. actually part of the process. And it, also has, it also has, you know, and I won't get into weeds, but it also has some type of filtration, uh, you know, membrane within the mask itself that does not allow virus particles for the most part uh, to get through. So not only does it nothing get in, nothing, if say you're infected, would be able to get out and infect mm. others. So those are the types of, of masks that should be worn. And, you know, again, you, you can get these masks, whether, you know, you order them from the CDC or where, you know, wherever you get them. Project you, N95. You yeah, you can get you can get a proper you know uh, fitting and proper mask. You know, I like I said, you still see these people wearing these masks that will not do anything. Uh, and uh, you know, and then the other thing that I'm really concerned about is just the underreporting of it all. I know that you know there are a lot of people that have been and will be infected with COVID, and they just won't report it, and or they're just walking around with it. And, and, and in turn, they're infecting others. So, um, you know, just again, if you're in a public setting, if you're, uh, whether it's an airport or you're an airplane or, you know, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not riding on no airplane. And, you know, it's just not, it's something that I, I plan on doing anytime soon. But, you know, if you're in these, in, in, in these settings, whether it's a train or whatever, or a bus, you need to have a proper mask on if you don't want to get infected. And and, and and like, and unfortunately, you have a lot of people that think, you know, hey, I've gotten it. Um, you know, uh, you know, my immunity, like you were saying earlier, my immunity is this, that, and the other. The bottom line is, you don't know what's going to happen five, ten years from now uh, if you've been infected. And that's yeah. that is the that's the scary proposition. Yeah, yeah, that's what keeps me, um, you know, hyper vigilant. I mean, I'm terrified whenever I go out here into, you know, when I can't avoid um, settings where, you know, a train or whatever, uh, a group of people, um, you know, I have my mask up. When I was on the train um, traveling home, uh, I, you know, I wore an N95, the one that goes over your head, and I did not mm -hmm. take it off to eat or drink. I think this is actually a really important point that not enough people bring up, which is, if you are traveling on an airplane or I mean, I'm not saying like, you know, a 15 hour flight or whatever. Again, I'm questioning why you're doing a 15 hour flight in the middle of COVID. But um, that's another question for another day. But like, you know, if you're if you're on a flight, taking it off to eat or drink like, OK, imagine you're in outbreak or like in, you know, in the in in the lab with the yellow suit and Dustin Hoffman. Right. You don't he doesn't take it, his suit off to eat or drink the peanuts. 
while he's inside of the thing with the virus. So you can't do that when you're on the airplane. It defeats the whole purpose of the fact that you brought a mask and put it on your face for the flight. So it's like, well, I only took it off for eat or drink. Well, I think that you missed the point of the mask, which is you need to leave it in place. So for for, you know, thankfully, I, I was able to travel safe. I was doing all the things I could do on my end to protect myself. And what I what I did was put that N95, which goes up over your head, not not over your ears, but up over your head. And I did not touch it stayed in place the whole time. I didn't touch it. Well, like I said, I mean, the, the thing is, you have to make sure that, you know, it fits properly, you know, whether it's over your ears or over your head. I don't care as long as you're wearing the right proper mask and that it fits over your nose and mouth, um, you know, and that it's secure. You know, again, people are not wearing, you know, they're not wearing the, the right uh, type of mask, which makes a which makes a huge difference. Uh, and, you know, again, my concern is, you know, long term, um, you know, it, when when the healthcare system will undoubtedly be overwhelmed, um, you know, like I said, five years from, you know, five years from now or 10 years from now, when a lot of people who have been infected and, and taken a cavalier approach to this particular virus, uh, you know, where you know, I'm just reading where, you know, uh, baseball players, I think there were 10 players on one team that refused to get vaccinated, uh, you know, and, and the excuses that they were using were just so, you know, silly. And yet, again, it was just a cavalier attitude. And it was it was not, you know, the message that gets out there to other people, uh, you know, is, is, is just terrible. And uh, again, this is the type of sickness, the type of virus, the type of uh, thing that can infect people that will affect them and have a bad outcome for years to come. Yeah, it's not just your initial infection. And that's something that I think, you know, we, we grew to understand with more research and more studies um, and obviously more cases of long COVID um, throughout the course of the pandemic. I don't know that that was some, I mean, okay, maybe you and I are the exceptions because you, from the very beginning of the pandemic, um, and this is one of the reasons I've been so vigilant from the first day, you said, we don't know the long-term consequences. This virus does not just affect your lungs, it affects your brain, your heart, your liver, all your organs. You don't want to catch it. So that is the message we're going to go into the weekend with everybody, um, myself yeah. included out here. I'm going to have my mask tight on my face today. Um, thank you, Dad, as always, for joining us and helping us talk through COVID for the week. Everybody have a great weekend. Put your mask back up. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Zerlinette. Check in for new episodes every weekday.